Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Beat. I am Watson Pope, your host for today. As you may know, the Beatific Society is focused on the supporting of teen and LGBTQ and straight communities. Um, today, I am very excited to be joined with the Executive Director of Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS, Mr. Tom Viola. How are you doing today, Tom? I'm good, Watson. It's nice to meet you and to be here with you and all the folks from the Beatific Society. Yes, thank you so much. So as you know, the Beatific Society is just kind of getting started, getting off its feet a little bit. So could you just maybe describe what the beginning of BCEFA was like in those first couple of months? Sure, and that was one of my cats who like, is, <laughs> sort of as soon as the Zoom goes on, wants to sit in my lap. Anyway, um, how did, you know what? Uh, Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS began in 1988, actually as two separate organizations. Um, Equity Fights AIDS, which came out of Actors' Equity Association, the Union for Actors and Stage Managers, and then uh, Broadway Cares, which was created by a number of producers at just about the same time. Um, both were responding at that time, about seven years into what we, you know, the AIDS epidemic, into what was really a shocking and frightening um, lack of response and services and assistance uh, for those both infected and affected uh, by the by the disease. And certainly right. while this was happening across the country and without, you know, not just in arts communities, what you know, literally to all sorts of folks, um, mm -hmm. um, in the Broadway community, in the theater community, um, it was being felt um, especially hard. And and I think by that time, again, 88, considering that um, the, uh, the, the disease was first really recognized in 81. I think there's a famous New York Times article from I think it's July 3rd, where they talked about um, a mysterious disease that was cropping up in gay men. Um, or as they said then, because they couldn't even use the word, they wouldn't even use the word gay, homosexuals. Um, uh, folks were really just wanting to take care of themselves, take care of ourselves since there, was, there seemed to be so little assistance available and such stigma facing those who were indeed ill. Mm -hmm. Right, and so especially at the beginning, what was, if you remember, what was the response of the straight community at that time? And kind of how have you bridged that communication gap in, in more present well, day? Yeah, I, I mean, it was, it was, you, can't imagine what it was like. I mean, this, this, the stigma and the and the um, outright bigotry, in some cases, hatred from whether it was government or church or, or fo folks was um, startling. Um, and while certainly, you know, we all have have straight friends and family who, who were engaged and, and you know, and, and worried and concerned and wanting to be helpful, in many cases, mm -hmm. folks wanted nothing to do with this because they really had no idea how many folks, how many LGBT folks they know who were who were dealing with this. I mean, I, I've said it before, and it's jumping way ahead. the The idea of where we are now around issues of marriage equality and acceptance and visibility, literally, was built on the back of the her, the horrendous experience of the early AIDS epidemic uh, before medications in 1996. Because again, uh, when folks Got, you know, we're, we're diagnosed in the in the 80s and certainly until the advent of medications, as I said, in 96. Um, mm -hmm. 
again, the, the stigma and the fear surrounding this drove a lot of really hateful, is really the only word, behavior. Yeah. Um, you know, you could lose your job, you could be thrown out of your apartment. Um, I mean, you know, the, the, the politics of it, there were, you know, how Reagan and the, and the Republicans and the church in many cases were, were responding was um, not helpful, is to say, to say the least. Right. So can you explain maybe a little bit about how BCEFA was involved in all of that? Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, again, we were, we're, we were two separate organizations and then we merged in 92. Right. But basically what we were doing was trying to raise funds to assist folks uh, in the entertainment industry through our support for the HIV AIDS initiative of the Actors Fund. Um, uh, I mean, we now support everything that the Actors Fund does, but back then it began just with the HIV AIDS initiative. It began to expand in 96 with the creation, their creation of the Women's Health Initiative. And then we were also making grants to aid service organizations providing everything from meals to housing to case management to harm reduction all sorts of services large and small both in new york city and across and across the country so we right. were really trying to fill a gap if you will or support folks who were trying to provide services and comfort and assistance and activism if you will um mm -hmm. uh, from the from the beginning from the beginning well i'm that that's uh, that's incredible and so obviously it's been going on for a very long time. So in your experience dealing with LGBTQ plus teens, I, I know we kind of touched on this a little bit already, but how have you seen an evolution um, from the beginning of the organization until today, specifically with, with teens? Well, I mean, uh, there's, there's certainly a, a, a much more extraordinarily expansive and apparent and even welcoming conversation about all of this than there was right. when this all first happened in the 80s. I mean, first of all, I mean, even just to think that, I mean, it, it, people were, were, were much more closeted, if you will. I, I mean, you had your circle of friends and there was, even for myself, for instance, you know, my friends and the people I worked with and, you know, the people I traveled with, you mean like, you know, moved through life with, right. all knew what the deal was, that I'm gay, but you did not necessarily talk about this because you truly didn't know sort of how how people were going to respond. I mean, when, which actually kept people more in the closet because for instance, you know, again, I work in the theater, so it wasn't such an, an issue. But if you were right. a teacher, if you were a choir director at a church, um, whatever your job might be, you probably did not carry a lot of your personal life into that space publicly uh, because you really could um, be penalized for it. And because of that, then inversely at the same time, folks didn't realize how many LGBTQ folks they knew and know and loved and worked with, even in their own families, so they could assume the worst because they didn't understand that these were folks they sh they lived with, worked with, and shared a, shared a, a fa shared family with, because um, right. there was so little spoken. Um, AIDS changed that because people got so sick, people died that there was no denying that, oh my God, I do, I do know, and in many cases, thankfully love these people who are, who are facing these terrific challenges. So that began, yeah. while there was a lot of horrible stigma and pushback thrown at us, it really was the beginning of folks understanding, you know, as, as 
people say now love is love. Um, right. You know, this person I work with is gay. I like this person. I enjoy working with this person. I understand that he or she lives life just much as I do. This, how this sort of opens my eyes up to this, the idea that gay or lesbian, LGBTQ is not mm -hmm. something to be feared. Um, it's something to be understood right. and embraced. Right, which, which is so apparent today. I think it's, it's amazing how, I'm just hearing how you've sp spoken how far it's, oh, it's the change is may is innumerable. I mean, there's still many challenges, but um, you know, again, I think I said it before. Marriage equality would not have it, it happened on the backs on the back of the AIDS epidemic. Um, people would not right. have realized how much they actually shared with the LGBT community, including um, love and the, and the, and right. the and the um, eagerness. Uh, to partner and to create a family with someone mm -hmm. until until AIDS made it apparent that we were right there in the community with them. Right. So really something quite beautiful came out of something so horrible, which is. Yeah, it did. Mm -hmm. it, it did for sure. Um, you right. know, the, and, but yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So this this next question is a little bit off topic, but I feel like okay. I have to ask it. What is sure. your favorite Broadway show of all time? If you could just name one. You know what? It's it's hard to say, but I I, I our favorite. I mean, it's it's easier. I mean, when I you know um, I saw different you know different ones at different times. I mean, I loved mm -hmm. Dreamgirls. I remember when I saw. I mean, Dreamgirls was what seeing that. I mean, you know, this is like thirty years ago. It was extraordinary. Yeah. Sunday in the Park will stay with me for the rest of my life. Uh, Sunday in the Park with George. Um, I love. And yeah, I love there's all. You know, there's all variety. I love, you know, I loved moving out. Um, the dance, <laughs> the Billy Joel show. I just saw a girl from North Country right before shutdown. It was in previews and hopefully we'll open back up. Um, it's the musical uh, story has been built around Bob Dylan's song catalog. And it's extraordinary. Oh, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. it's, it's beautiful. So I don't know that there's an all time favorite. Um, you, know, you know, I feel like I should certainly rant. <laughs> it's okay you gave head. you gave a multitude of other favorites which yeah is just as but, but, yes. but it's you know it's it really sort of they reflect very much whatever i sort of whatever the time was you know f for me i mean hamilton right. is certainly extraordinary um mm -hmm. but yeah. uh you know and there's pieces and bits of you know all of them of many that mm -hmm. i that i recall that's that's all amazing more than more than I was expecting so um the last thing that I want to ask before we wrap up is what advice would you give to teens today people my age um regarding communicating with each other and and finding a common common ground of understanding mm. uh to listen you know to listen with an open heart um to listen with an open mind I, I mean you know there are many differences that we, you know, and many different ways to that we express ourselves. And sometimes how one might do it is not necessarily how you might do it or how even you are comfortable, you know, doing. But I, right. but I, there, we actually, there's much more common ground than not. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I think it really is, I mean, it just goes back to the old, old axiom, you know, treat people the way you would like to be treated. Um, and to sort of, move forward, you know, in, if you will, or to act out of kindness. I mean, there are times, you know, where you do need to respond with strength and, and, and um, 
energy and, and, and in a forthright right manner to stand up for yourselves, right. but ourselves. But, um, but to temper that with kindness, I think makes it much easier for us to share the share of same space. Um, and to not discount one's experience because it might not be your own. That's all. Mm-hmm. Well, that's beautiful. What a, what a way to end this. Thank you so much sure. um, for Thanks. talking thank with you. me. And thank you for this. I really appreciate yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe to the Beatific Society. If you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure to follow us on there and then head over to our Instagram and follow us on there as well, where you can see everything going on with the Beatific Society and be updated every time that there's a new podcast. And also too, make sure to go check out Broadway Cares Equity Fights Aids on Instagram and their website. They're doing some pretty amazing stuff. I will link them down below. Thank you guys so much for watching.